Yo, 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 what up, everybody? So today is actually Wednesday. Uh, I've been meaning to do this episode for uh, a few days, but I've been actually very, very, very busy at work and uh, haven't been able to pull away and get anything done, uh, fun-wise. So, But we're going to uh, get this episode going Start. I might finish it up after work and see how it goes. Um, so like I said, today is Wednesday, it's like 6.30 in the morning, 6.25, some shit like that, I'm heading to work right now, uh, it's also February, I think February the 2, no, February 3rd, um, 2021, damn, January was, was a fucking wild one, I, January was a wild one on the politic and, um, you know, you had these riots, and, and you know, I even did an episode claiming that they got, they fucking executed Donald Trump, you know, if you remember all of that happened, and then the inauguration happened, which I actually watched most of it, and uh, I liked it, uh, it actually, Joe Biden has done a phenomenal job as a president thus far, because he is, what he's done is essentially piped way down the fucking the noise coming out of the Capitol. I mean, there's not a lot. I don't even know if he's. I think he's tweeted once, maybe twice since, and it hasn't been anything remotely controversial. It's just standard president tweet, like, "Hey, one week down." I think he's done some actions that actually have benefited us a lot. You know, the conservatives and Republicans and the MAGA crowd, you're never going to convince them that what you're doing is right. But what I can say is, without a shadow of a doubt, he's, the task force he's designed to tackle this coronavirus is now taking shape, taking form, and we're getting a little bit clearer um, protocols at the top. Wear a mask, come on, on the federal lands, uh, these vaccines are now, you know, on the back end, on the front end, you know, the vaccine is medicine to your arm, but on the back end, it's a lot of producing, shipping, paying, organizing, I mean, there's a lot of it in the back end that a lot of people don't see, and before we didn't have any clear path, and now I think we do. It's, you know, Moderna, Pfizer, and all those people producing it, and just basically, essentially, you know, get get it out, get it out as quickly as you can. We want two million doses a day, a million and a half a day. You know stay social distance and, and and there's a there's a lot more better leadership and a lot less hey this fucking virus is fake uh, you'll get the vaccine when you get it and so on and so forth from the last administration uh, and like I said you're never going to convince the MAGA people that Joe Biden is a good president or that the Democrats they still they're still demonizing us but on a less less amplified scale uh, but I've got some MAGA friends that 
think that Joe Biden is out to kill you. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, just, it went from Donald Trump is saving us to Joe Biden is going to kill you. And I'm like, Like, okay, well, if Donald Trump was really saving us, he would still be president. It's just point blank what it is. He would still be the president of the United States if what he was doing was completely right, if he was completely right, if he was doing such a tremendous job. You know, he would still be the president of the United States. He'd still be 45. Instead, we got 46. So, you know. And then on, on that note, um, you know, we're on Super Bowl week, you know, I think the NFL is paying for it big time because there's not the hype that there was for the Super Bowl in years past. And the NFL, I mean, they're going to, the NFL is no different than any politician and no different than any big corporation, you know when a company produces a product like let's say oh I don't know I can't think of the last big blunder uh you know maybe I mean I can't think of a but they produced a a product that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and absolutely nobody is talking about it. And that's what they—that's what the NFL gets. Uh, they just—that's what they get. They ever tired of Brady? You're tired of being cuddled, you know, cuddling Brady's fucking ball sack. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise in general is just uh, eh, eh, it's an eh organization. The Kansas City Chiefs are an eh organization as well. Uh, and and we're, they, they already tried inflating Patrick Mahomes to be the next greatest quarterback of all time ever. And I just, the, the people, they just, there's no, there's absolutely no excitement about this. It's not like the years past. Even the halftime show of the weekend is not even, it's not even a blip on the radar. It's not, I mean, the weekend is, to me, is a good act. And I, and I like a lot of his songs, but it's not like you got, oh, you got these big name teams, these big name franchises, you know, it's not like you got the Cowboys. It's not like you got the Patriots who were the villains of the past. Not not like you got the New York Giants who did a miracle and then repeated a miracle. You don't got Green Bay. You don't got some of these big name organizations. You got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who five years ago were nothing. There were nothing. Nothing franchises. And while that is on faceplate as a fan, you're like, wow, these franchises are, you know, they're, you know, out of the, it's an out of the ordinary Super Bowl. It's this or it's that. The NFL politics did to get into existence. I mean, every year, I'll never forget the one time the guy, 
the one guy pointed out that seemingly every year on the commercials, the NFL kind of already anoints who they want as, you know, a team in the Super Bowl. Like, for a couple of years ago, they had the Ravens and the 49ers in these Bud Light commercials. And then, sure enough, it was the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And, and I always thought that the fix was in. Like, I'm like, okay, well, and I understand it. The, the NFL is like, well, we need people to tune in. We need eyeballs. But I'm not, I, I this is the first time in a while. Like, I'm like, wow, this Super Bowl is kind of, like, unwatchable. Like, it was unwatchable last year. And the NFL has really taken a hit on as far as their product. Uh Throughout the course of a couple of years, I, I mean, they're gonna, the NFL is never going to tell you that their ratings are down or this is down or they're not getting the viewership or this or that. But as a fan, like, I look at it like, okay, well, this isn't the dream Super Bowl that I thought in my head going into the season that would be in just not, you know, it's just not, this Super Bowl is just not on par with what could have been, you know, the Ravens and Green Bay would have been a great matchup, uh, the Saints, you know, and the Bills, like something crazy, something not seen before, and, and now we're getting the Bucks and Kansas City in, in while that does have a sort of an aspect to it, it's the same old jagged, tired narrative. It's Brady, and, and now it's Kansas City. Like, you know, it just, to me, it's just not, it's just not flavorful, this Super Bowl. But we're Super Bowl week, and, and I, I think this is a big blunder by the NFL. The, the NFL should have never had this happen, uh, because I, I don't think many people... Even though people are going to watch it, I don't think many people are going to be that excited to watch it. Not even the commercials. They, even the commercials are pulling out. Budweiser, you know, and so on and so forth. And I think the big companies know that this is not a good Super Bowl to watch. It's just, it's just not. Especially since so many people are already stuck at home. Uh, you know, a lot of kids that get suckered into it. It's not like, it's not a big party atmosphere either. It's, wow, now we have to party at home and watch the Super Bowl at home, like, all day. Like, not even that, it's not even exciting on that end, so. But we're in Super Bowl weekend, you know, I think, as a Godzilla Kong fan, I think we're going to get another trailer shortly after the Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl, or maybe not this week, but the next uh, I, I I hope we get a Super Bowl ad, you know, just as a fan, because I need to see if, you know, they release, they need to, they're going to release two trailers, they're not going to just release the one trailer, so this is the best time to do it, because the, the movie is already quickly approaching, uh, you know, we're like a month and a half away, so they got to ramp up the advertising on Godzilla vs. Kong, like, ASAP, but, 
you know, it'd be interesting to see if, if we get a Kong versus Godzilla trailer soon. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to see if, when that's going to come out, when trailer 2 is going to drop. I hope, hopefully they spend the money, because they haven't spent literally no money yet. They haven't spent any money yet. I, I think all, I think the money, I think the posters and the billboards signs, they're going to save a grip of money there. So that I'm sure they can spend a little bit more on a Super Bowl ad. It's just what I think. Just throwing that out there, legendary. I mean, you know, <clears throat> the execs need to uh, put out a, at least a minute-long trailer, maybe a 45-second trailer. Um, but yeah, so I've been hearing a lot of rumors about this Godzilla and a lot of fucking theories, and and, and just the internet nerds have broken down the trailer so. Far that it's insane. It's insane the theories and the and, and what they got from a two and a half minute, two minute twenty second trailer. It's just insane what they got from it. Uh, I've heard everything from there's two Godzillas, like a Godzilla and a Godzilla's son. I've heard everything from. You know, Mechagodzilla being involved and somehow, you know, or a Mechakong. You know, I'm just, it's wild. I don't know if there's going to be more than one Godzilla. I, I know there is in the series. I know there already existed, just like Kong, there was Godzilla had, there was other Godzillas on the planet at one time. Um, so that's that's in the existence of the lore. So there's not, it's not that there's not, but I've heard that this is going to be a secondary Godzilla. Um, you know, and I don't know. I just heard that the, that the Godzilla from 2000, from King of the Monsters, died, and they constructed Mega Godzilla from that. And then there's another Godzilla that appeared, and now we're seeing a little bit smaller Godzilla that's the same size as Kong. So that's how that plays out. And then ultimately they're going to become friends and fight. The better fight. Um, so yeah, I've seen, I've been seeing a lot of theories about it. I mean, I I don't know how close. My overall guess is that even though there might be a dedicated winner, they're still going to end up having to team up to fight something else because I mean they pretty much legendary pretty much dropped that in the very first seconds of the trailer when the city is exploding and it's neither Godzilla or Kong. It's was shadowed in dust, shadows in dust. Uh, that's what that was. It was a little cat and mouse that Legendary and Warner Bros. are not revealing exactly the whole load in one, on the first trailer. And, and actually, if they would have revealed a third 
big baddie monster right out the gate. Kind of takes away from the aspect of Godzilla versus Kong. So I kind of feel like that's was a smart move because it in theory this movie is supposed to be more of a Godzilla versus Kong type of movie. Uh, so I'm assuming half the movie is going to be Godzilla versus Kong or their backstories when they used to fight a lot and so on and so forth. And then as it crescendos, we're going to get a big beast and then a battle and the movie will taper off as it finishes up. So that's kind of what I see. Uh, as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, that definitely I think that there is, I mean, they pretty much dropped that. But I don't I don't think, I think maybe the second trailer might get a little bit, whenever it does come out, I, I'm thinking hopefully Super Bowl, because they should, they should be, that should be on the drawing board when all these meetings were taking place for one guy's other going to come out and so on and so forth. And that, they haven't really spent any on advertising this entire time. As I've stated, I don't know how many times the budget for movies, you know, if it's like $200 million movie or whatever to make, the advertising budget is a good chunk of that overall budget. Like the movie might actually cost $100 million to make, but you might spend $30, $40, $50 million just in advertising. And that's on all platforms, on billboards, on magazine ads, and movie, in, in posters, and so on and so forth. You know, the trailers that run in front of other movies at the movies. You know, there's just so many ways to spend the money on advertising. And, and I know that's a big part of their their budget. So I know that that's, that money was allocated to, you know, certain... But, you know, saying as the movie just coming out so quickly from when they finally announced it, when we got the first trailer, you would lead me... It would lead you to believe that they never spent any of that money. Uh, they may have ordered up and sent, you know, different posters to make street signs and, and posters and in maybe magazine graphics or whatever, and they just never happened. So I don't think they're gonna. I, I think somewhere there might be a room full of posters or a, a warehouse or like a storage full of posters, you know, and banners and uh, billboard, you know, size, you, you know, advertisements somewhere locked away. And, and I just think that they never ordered it in mass and they never sent it out to all the different states. Uh, they didn't advertise on New York, you know, Times Square, none of that. So they can afford to pay for the night that that's what i thought originally they were going to pay for a trailer around super bowl uh because i knew the movie was going to somewhat come out this year anyways so i was like okay well we didn't get anything last year they finally dropped the trailer this year and now the movie's coming so it would make sense that they just shelled out the money because regardless the eyeballs are going to be on the super bowl i don't think it's going to be a good super bowl i don't think Kansas city's going to blow out tampa bay um and i just feel like they're going to be eyeballs. They should they should be uh, advertising. So, with that said, I'm getting to work. But when I get off, we're going to pick this up. We're going to talk about Fate, the Winx Saga. Uh, and what I thought about that little sixth season. And also, I watched 
season two of Blown Away, this glass blowing show, and I was completely fucking mesmerized by that motherfucker. And so, when I be, I'll be right back, and we're gonna discuss those two things. Like, all right, so we're back, we're back, everybody, we're back and in action here. Just got off work. It's like five at the night, so it was. 6.30 in the morning, whenever, or 6 o'clock when I was talking to you guys, now it's 5, little 12-hour shift, or 11 or whatever, however many hour shift, but, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, let's talk about, let's first just talk about this show I was watching, it's called Blown Away, now, it's your typical reality TV contest, like, competition, like, like a chopped or a like a uh, like an American Idol type of deal um and actually let me let me back this up I watched Forged in Fire first but I thought that show was corny as fuck uh that one is not worth watching more than like a handful of episodes now some of the weapons they do design is cool but uh the stuff that they turn out is nowhere near as cool looking as the glass this blown away. Now I gave blown away a chance at first because I was like, oh, I was kind of just flipping through Netflix, as I often do sometimes, like trying to find something that looks interesting to watch. Or if I, because I watch things and I don't really repeat the watch a lot of times. Like I've watched like The Order and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and all these other episodes on Netflix, these shows. And I don't, but I don't really watch them like a second or third time through. Sometimes I watch the recap, which I really do like, but, like, that's about all I'll do. Um, the only thing, I do like, like, my favorite movies that I would watch over and over, like Tropic Thunder, Avengers, and so on and so forth. But it's just a different thing. Like, the, the shows, I mean, I haven't really ever found a show uh, where I'm like, oh, I want to watch it again. Well, that's not even true, because I watched Pokemon, the original uh, Pokemon Johto or the Kanto region, or wherever they're at, wherever they start. Uh, I watched that one probably like four, but that's different as well. Um, I have, I don't really watch TV shows like that back to back. I like a one like, I, and I won't watch some of these longer ones. I won't watch multiple times. I, I'll just watch it like one time through. And that's not to say that I don't like it because I like, I like. Um, the Expanse, I really got into The Expanse late, like, after the first season passed, and there's kind of all the confusion was, and it really got narrowed down, The Expanse, season two, three, and four, like, I really got into it, and now I know there's a season five, so I'm planning on watch that on Amazon Prime at some point, but, uh, I don't know if I would rewatch it, you know what I mean, I watched it once through, but I don't know if I'd rewatch it, unless it was somebody else's favorite show, and I was like, okay, well, I do remember, maybe I'd give it a second time through, and like, oh, okay, but I don't really watch, anyways, I'm getting way off topic, but this Blown Away, I was watching, and, like, the first episode or two, like, got me hooked, I was like, fuck, this shit is good, and there's only two seasons, for whatever reason, I started at season two, not at season one, but Blown Away, they're, they're making glass by objects by hand like there is some skill to that and some artistry to that that is like blowing me the fuck away like 
don't know, man. Some motherfucker made a gas can. And, and, and another person made a hat. Somebody made some boots. Uh, you know, so there were some amazing pieces that were made on that um, on that show. And, that, and like I said, it's a good watch. I mean, it's your, just your basic competition elimination type of a show, which I do like Chopped. I, I, now, I will watch Chopped, but seemingly like every time I watch Chopped, it's never the same... Like, the Chops got, I don't know, Chop probably has 500 episodes now. I don't think I've ever watched one that I've seen another. I never, I do like the show. I absolutely love Chop. And and I actually, back when I used to watch regular TV, I used to like Bobby Flay's Beat Bobby Flay, which I thought was the, you know, the game was rigged against you from the jump. Um, or, you know, and then, but... I do like I do like Bobby Flay's show, as well as Chop, and I also like the uh, the Iron Chef. Those are some of the shows I like watching. Now I've watched those shows multiple times, and I never really watched the same one like over and over, like a repeat. I ne- I've never seen a repeat episodes of those. But what I will say is this: uh, Blown Away was really good. I don't know if it, I don't think it's a Netflix theme. I think it's a uh, it's its own random show, and the Netflix was like, all right, we'll pick it up. Now I don't know what Netflix plays to pick up the rights to some of these shows, but I can tell you right now that they picked up the rights to that, and I hope there's a season three. I might even go back and watch season one because how much I liked uh, season two. Um, that, but it's your standard competition. But I thought, like I said, the artistry of it. Like some of those, there's some of it goes hard, bro. Like it goes hard, hard. Like I, I like I can't even explain to you. Uh, <laughs> they have these things called the glory holes. I don't know. That was kind of funny that they left that in the show. I thought, I thought the the owner of the show, or whoever, was like, we could just call these furnaces, but for the show's sake, we're gonna call these glory holes. <laughs> and then the whole thing is, uh, they have these pipes. And I don't know exactly know what they are, but you blow through them, and the glass you put at the tip of it, and it kind of like it inflates, it inflates it. I don't understand it totally. And they spin it. Now, and then the thing is, with the use of smooth glass, to me that's it's wild because the glass almost starts off as like a plastic it starts actually the glass starts off in like these cylinder cylindrical pieces like they look like big pieces of chalk is what the glass starts off looking like then they heat it up and then they stick it on the stick and the guy starts blowing into it and inflating it and then they can shape it and so on and so forth at that point um and they use these tools these fucking tools they use, uh, and then it looks like just a wad, I swear to God, a wad of newspaper, and they wet it, so they wet these newspapers, and as they're blowing and spinning, they get these newspapers, and they kind of like smoothed out the circle, and then they could use like these, it looks like boards, 
I don't even know what you would call it, but they use those to smooth it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure the technique. Maybe it's a sponge. I'm not exactly sure how the glass actually gets smooth. Now, that some of their shit does look rough some of the times. Um, and then you can blow torch the glass. I mean, there's just, they were crazy on that show. And I was like, some of the shit they were making was crazy. Some of the shit was so out of pocket. Like, I was like, damn, I wouldn't have never thought of that. Or that could be possible. And, um, it's just so, it's just so wild to me. Like, it's a good show. I mean, I, I like I don't know who the judges are. I don't know what it comes what network it's on. Or if it's just a Netflix. It's not a Netflix exclusive. I'll tell you that much. But, like, the show is made for, like, the Discovery Channel. And then they were, like, I don't know. They only made two seasons of it. Maybe there's a third. I don't know. Because Netflix does that thing where they won't release another season until there's a there's another season out. Like, like if it's on TV... And there's three seasons. They only have two seasons on Netflix. And that third one is waiting until the fourth season comes out. Like, that's what that's what's going on with me in, in Riverdale and in Queen of the South. Like, I, I'm caught. Uh, Queen of the South, I think I'm on season three at the end of it. But I don't know where it's season four. Like, maybe season four has happened. And I just don't know. Uh, the same with Riverdale. Like, Riverdale's coming out, I think, of season five. And they only have four seasons on Netflix, which I got to get back to. But I'm not there yet. As a matter of fact, I would have to... I, I don't know if I'd have to watch seasons one and two of Riverdale again because I totally don't remember. And from what I know, I heard Riverdale kind of fell off. But, I mean, I would like to see how it fell off. But then again, I mean, I, I got a long ways to go before I'm there. But this blown away, like like I said, they, they're making glass. Uh, I think they call it the hot shop. <laughs> I, don't, I, I thought the judges were pretty cool. Ooh, it's like some older lady and some like young dude that doesn't really know what he's looking at. The judges, and then they bring in like a guest judge, like every episode, like, hey, this is someone from this school, or this is they randomly had an NFL player on there. They uh they had a teacher, the prior winner of season one was on there for season two. Uh so it was kind of It was kind of cool. Like, I kind of felt like, you know, the show altogether was well. It was well executed. It's a good competition show. Uh, the contestants are a little nerdy. Obviously, they're a little artsy. But to me, in my mind, it's kind of like what they're the things that they're making is just. There's things that I see on competition like, oh, like chopped. Chopped, I go back and forth with because sometimes I'm like. The thing about Chopped is it's not necessarily that because I can make food. Everybody can cook. Well, for the most part, everybody can cook. But thing is, Chopped, like, if you handed me some carne asada, some tomatoes, you know, a bell pepper, and rice, I'd fix up a good fucking meal. Where Chopped gets you is there's complete randomness of the ingredients as well as the time frame. And they don't got a moment to, like, in Blown Away, there's a couple hours. They give them, like, four hours, six hour, eight hour challenges to get everything done. Chop, you got 30 goddamn minutes. Like, make that food in 30 minutes. And I get chopped why they do that because, like, if you broke as fuck, there's something that connects with the audience to me. It's like, 
you're broke as fuck and all you got is apple slices, uh, an old tortilla, um, condensed milk, and a chocolate Twix bar. And I was like, okay, make a dessert out of that. Like, if that's all you had, if you were poor, these motherfuckers would be like, okay, we're going to chop this up. We're going to blend it with the condensed milk. We're going to fry up the tortilla, and we're going to make, you know, something out of this. Like, with these apples, we're going to make a sauce. We're going to make, like, you know, you know, apple ice cream with, you know, these fried chips, these, uh, these, um, cinnamon fried chips or whatever i don't know like something like that like that's how they that's how they work it and i kind of feel like as a normal person sitting at a house like there's situations i'm like damn i've had like similar ingredients and they got they did some work with that shit that's that's the leveling point is you don't know the ingredients on blown away their thing is you don't know what they're making they're just throwing random shit out there at you like another glass but the skill of it, I can't do. Like, like on chops, anybody can cook fucking spaghetti. Well, mostly anybody can cook spaghetti. Whether or not it's good or not is a whole nother thing. But most people can grill up some chicken and, you know, some white rice. And, you know, maybe their mom's red. They can make their mom's recipe for some salsa or something. For the most part, people do that, like, just regularly. What comes out good is a complete randomness of ingredients in the time frame that they do this stuff. But in Blown Away, like, it's a physical skill that I don't think I could do. It's much like, like, I can I feel like, I don't know how many people out there feel, but I feel like I could do MMA if I, if I could go back 10 years and I was somebody to do MMA. Just train hard at the gym and beat the shit out of people. Like, I think I could do it. It's in the same thing with football. If I was like six foot five and I trained every day, I was younger, you know, I could just run and fucking tackle a motherfucker. Like, it doesn't seem... Obviously, the football players are top athletes. That's where the the level of talent drops off for most people. Like, right now, I can't get there. But, I mean, maybe if I had trained in my whole life, possibly I could get there. But, like, I feel like I could do some of them. But this blowing away shit, I don't know if I could do... It looks physically demanding, and there's a level of skill that I don't know where these motherfuckers learn it. I don't know where they even dug up 10 people that know how to do this shit, because I don't know anybody. Nobody in California that I'm aware of knows how to blow glass, and especially to make the pieces that they were making. And then, and then on top of that, I don't know where the fuck they even sell that kind of shit. Like, I'd really have to look on the internet for finding out where these fucking people getting the skill to do all this shit. Because it, it literally blew me away. And that's kind of their punchline. Like, here I'm blown away. You either blow us away or you're off. Like, you got to blow us away. You know, create a piece that will blow us away. <laughs> that's their, like, catchphrase. And uh, I, I kind of feel like just watching them do what they do, that was kind of blowing me away. Because I was like, fuck, they do a lot for fucking... And then especially, the, the things are glass. Once they get cold, and they're like... Cause some of them have had pieces of glass where they were like, almost finished, almost finished, and then it like drops. And it like hits the ground, and it fucking 
breaks into a million pieces. It's like, wow, damn, you really spent like a whole hour and a half doing that shit. Now you got to start over. And I can't, that, you know, at the end of the day, you got to remember that working with glass. And what you see with them do, working with the glass to me was like, wow, that's, uh, that's some fucking crazy skill that they got going on. They, they made, they, they made, some of them made their shit look like plastic. Uh, they made swirls out of it. They did all kinds of shit. I was, I was completely impressed. So if you haven't seen Blown Away on Netflix, and you're just into a, a standard competition show, I give, I highly recommend it. I, I thought it was fascinating. Um, you know, and I had a good time with that. I, I, like, binged all 10 episodes of season two, like, like, in, like, three days. And I'm saying a lot, because I was, I was also watching, that's how I'm going to segue this, was also watching Fate, The Winks Saga on Netflix. Which I come to find out after chatting with some friends that it was a Nickelodeon show. Or was it a Nickelodeon or a cartoon? It was one of those shows, but it was intended for like five year old girls. <laughs> and uh, it's rated, I think it's rated TV. I'm not exactly sure why. I can't tell you why. They do cuss in there. There is some, they do allude to a little bit of like, drinking and some like smoking weed and there is they do allude to a little bit of like killing but they don't really show nobody there's no breasts there's no sex scenes uh there's no really i mean outside of they probably say fuck in the show 10 times out of the six episodes that there are and then they, they probably, they only talk about weed and pop maybe three or four or five times in the show. And then and alcohol is even less probably. Maybe the alcohol is like a handful of times as well. Uh, and then as far as killing goes, there's minimal killing. Well, I mean, there kind of is. There's some blood and there's people dying here and there. But it's not like overtly like chopping the motherfucker's head off or shabbing him through the heart of pulling out the... And there's nothing gory. It's not gory at all. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure why it was rated TVMA. But I get that this was... From what I take it, this show was around years ago. Um, and this is now for all the kids that grew up that were watching Fate, you know, The Winks... Uh, fairies years ago are now they're not grown up, so they kind of want to relate to it a little bit more. So I think they, I think they did a good job of that. Of like, okay, well, this show is no longer intended for fucking six year olds. Now all these six year olds are like twenty something or thirty something year olds. Like, let's make it more modern. And they, and they did. And I, and I agree with it because some of the characters, and I don't know how old these characters are before I even say what I'm going to say. Some of them are hot. Um, I don't find the main character hot, but one of the purple one is. But then I don't know how old she is. So if I... I don't want you guys calling me a pedophile if fucking... I don't know how old them fucking people are in real life. Supposedly, they're like in high... They're high. They're like 16, 17, or 18-year-olds. 
they're you know they're that they're that age group. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. See here, it's a teen drama, supernatural, fantasy. Trying to find the fucking cast. It was on Nickelodeon, but I don't know exactly when it was on Nickelodeon. Um, Casting characters, okay. There's Bloom, but... She's supposed to be a 16-year-old, but she probably in real life. I don't know how old she is in real life. Why am I? Oh, shit. I'm on Wikipedia. That's why. Let me see. Cast. Bloom is 22 years old. Okay, no, so I'm all, I'm all right. I'll be all right. Let me see. There's Bloom, Sky, uh, Musa is the hot one. She is. She's 25 years old. <laughs> All right. So they, I thought, okay. So the, the girls from this show are hot, even though they're playing like 16 year, 17 year olds. They're still kind of hot. Beatrix is also hot, but she's kind of the baddie of the, the bunch. Uh, Bloom, I didn't really find too hot, but her story was alright. Uh, so anyways, let me get back to this. So they, they're playing, obviously they're like high school age or just maybe pre-college. Um, they're hot and they play fairies. Now, I think they took at liberty. There was a little, because I think there's a little bit of backstory that wasn't really, because I didn't really know what was going on in the beginning. Um... And obviously, like I said, this was intended for, I think, the girls and the people that watched this when they were younger. Like, as a kid on Nickelodeon, they probably watched it. And were like, oh, now we're getting the show of it. But this is more intended for an older audience. Now, this is not a, not made for six-year-olds. So they, they reached their target audience, I think. They were like, okay, well, the, you know, we're not, we're not, this show is no longer for uh five and six year old girls this is now for like 20 year old girls and and obviously that's why they, there's like there's some pot and there's some alcohol and there's a little bit of violence to it but all of it is minimal like it's not the show is nowhere near overtly sexual or or overtly like like heavy drug use or nothing like that there's no they i don't haven't haven't did Musa, I think, got, she took her shirt off, and there was a problem, but nothing, nothing as far as, anything more racy than that. No, there was not, not, not even close. But, moving on from all that, so, the season starts up now, like I said, like I just was talking about, I think that, I think this was intended a little bit more for people that have probably watched the show in general, way back when, so they kind of were familiar I wasn't familiar with a lot of things going on at first. Uh, they just, this girl just randomly was like arguing with her mom and dad in a room and then like they, they shipped her off to fucking the fairy world. <laughs> like, like just like that. They just shipped her ass off. They shipped Bloom off to her fairy world because they took away her door. 
now the story the story of it to start was a little bit just random like like I said that's why but maybe I maybe I didn't know how Doom was in the fucking cartoon um and I was like okay okay so I, I gave it a chance now the, the show did pick up a little bit Bloom is trying to figure out how to use magic and I kind of I knew that this was story was about fairies, but they very they immediately they talk about how come they don't have wings, and the the lady of the school, the the headmaster of the school or the principal of the school, whatever she is, she immediately tells Bloom because first of all. Uh, they stopped, They had stopped using their wings. They didn't need to fly around as much. And second of all, the ones that did have wings were, I think, air fairies or the wind fairies. Those are the ones who used the wings the most. So they they, they just cast aside the wings, which was to me was fine. Because um, I don't really need, I don't really want to see people. When you when I actually watched it, so you didn't really need to see these people walking around with fucking fairy wings. Just, it looks dumb as shit, and they were never going to get the show right uh, had they had a bunch of people walking around with fairy wings. Um, and so I totally, I totally get that. But they are fairies. Um, they bring Bloom in out of fucking nowhere, which you find out that she's this changeling, which a changeling. I know between fairies, witches, and they took that liberty, the definition of changeling, because literally she just went from a human to a witch, or a human to a fairy, which is not that uncommon. To me, the changeling is more of like, like, if you go from a werewolf to a human, or a werewolf to, like, a whole nother, like, a vampire, that's a changeling. Uh, you try, you met him, you morph into something completely different. Uh, she's a changeling that supposedly was human and she went to fairy. Uh, which is not that, which is not a big difference. It's like literally she just inherited some superpowers. So it, you know, but that's her story. Now the whole time, Bloom's really driving the story because she doesn't know why the fuck she's got these powers. She doesn't know how. She doesn't. Uh, she had issues with her mom and dad, and she fucking nearly burned her mom to death. And the part of the mystery is how she got her powers. If her real, her parents that she thinks are real don't have any powers, so they would gets brought, it gets thrust on her that she's a changeling. Um, and then she starts having these visions, like about this lady named Rosalind, and. You know, that kind of drives the story. She's trying to figure out about her powers. Trying, you know, this whole fairy and magic world is still new to her. But then she's like, then she finds out that the headmistress is lying to her. And like, everybody's covering up and not being straight with her. So she's kind of like, stories following her around, you know. She meets some other fairies. She meets a water one, an earth one, I think, which his name is Terra. Uh, there's Musa, there's Stella. Stella controls light. 
the light fairy. Uh, and I think there's, there's the light one, the earth one, water one, and then there's mine. Muse is a mind, a mind fairy. Um, and she's able, and they all have their own little power. Muse is able to read people's emotions. Uh, so she can tell when somebody's sad, somebody's lying, somebody feels guilty. Like she can't, she's not actually telepathic, but I think she can be. Um, because she can touch somebody and feel their pain or feel in, in easier or make them happy or whatever. Um, and then Stella controls light. When they find out the light fairy, what her powers are capable of late in the show, then I was like, well, damn, maybe, you know, Stella could be a fucking formidable foe for anybody. Uh, and then obviously... You know, the one that controls the water and and Earth. Earth has every sort of healing property you can imagine. Now, let me let me stop here because I want to talk about... Immediately when they gathered up, because Bloom meets these girls and they all become the squad. They don't become the squad, squad and they don't all gel together as a pack until like the very last second. In, in the series, in episode 6. But to me, whoever's bright idea was, and I don't know how, I, I, I know it's a bright idea, but I don't know if this was intentional or if this was just well thought out. The show is set supposedly in Fairyland, but it, to me it kind of feels like, and it's supposedly the, the, the fairy lady took her from, I think, like, living in California and she moved all the way to Scotland or something or that's at least that's what they told the parents but it's there's supposedly other worlds uh there's I think there's seven worlds they talked about but they moved her like supposedly to like Europe somewhere and the and the girls there's five of them and they all have that that heavy English accent like it's not as heavy as as Americans like to to poke fun of the you know you know the scallywags and all that you know it's not as heavy as that but it's there like they definitely do have a proper English accent you know so I gotta say that and then they they combine these girls into a group and and at the very end of the season before I get too much. They combine and they're like kind of like the Spice Girls, but they're fairies. They got magic and shit. And I kind of, I was like, okay, like, I was like, oh, I got it. I was like, I get it. This is a little bit of just a, it just, it just got just a little touch of a Spice Girl element to this fucking thing. They don't sing or do nothing like that, but they kind of remind me of like. Like a new age spice girl, and I actually think that works well for the show, because there is no such group like that currently. And, and here in the states, Fifth Harmony and these other girl groups like kind of died off, like a while ago. And well, there just hasn't been a, a girl group like that. Maybe the Avengers, but uh, they haven't been together like on a whole. They were they, they were the all girl Avengers was like. 30 seconds in in, in uh, Endgame. <laughs> this is this is kind of like a whole season based around it. 
which to me, like I said, it works well with the show because it's set in that area. So it, you can kind of see how I got that connected at the end. And I was like, oh, like this is like, but it's in the, then again, it's also intended for girls. So, but the show's not bad. I mean, you know, I can go on all day about the show. So anyway, getting back to it, boom, you know, is having trouble. She finds out she's changing. She don't know who her real parents are. In comes Beatrix. Beatrix is like kind of like a bad L, a bad fairy. And I'm kind of, that's kind of, in my mind, because you start knowing things are going haywire. They don't, there is no direct villain in this first season, which I kind of was wondering when a proper villain was going to present itself. And while there is no proper villain that presents itself for the most part of this season, there is an enemy out there. They call them the burned ones. They're like these zombie-like, but they're able to kill fairies. They can, if, if they even scratch you, uh, you can become poisoned and it eventually kill you. Especially since uh, if the burned one doesn't die, like it'll po- it basically poisons you to death. That's like these fairies' greatest weakness is these burned ones. We're not animals, but they're not the greatest weakness. But like one little touch, one little scrape can cause like crazy, crazy damage to you, and like that's just something that can happen if you're. Um, if you're part of the fairies, so so they got this bird, but there's no proper villain, and then in, in comes Beatrix, and I thought Beatrix was gonna become the villain of the show, but Beatrix is kind of a dark, and and this goes to what I was thinking. I was like, okay, I figured out they're fairies, I figured out they're magical, and they in so many subtly elude to there being like dark magic. Uh, this magic that is like, you know, there's locks on these doors that nobody can break because they're magic. But you want to think is some sort of forbidden magic that you're not supposed to use. It's also this magic that can kill people. There's magic out there that they don't touch on, but it, they do kind of subtly hint at it. Like the light magic that Stella wields is so powerful that it could blind you. And as a matter of fact, you find out it's so powerful that it's scary powerful. Like, I, like I've, they made Bloom try to be like the main, like she's gonna be the ultimate powerhouse of the group. And I, and I don't even think that's true. She could easily be defeated by water, by another powerful water fairy. Like they cancel each other out. And then Stella, being who she is, she controls light magic. Um, and so you got to think that just like Bloom is fire, and then I forget the, the water one, uh, I forget her name, but she plays a key role because she kind of helps Bloom out a lot. Um, but anyways, so there's light magic, and they made light magic be one of the more powerful magics, but you obviously know there's a dark magic or there's dark fairies. So I was wondering if one was, and I thought. And it possibly still could be Beatrix, uh, could possibly turn into and morph into a dark 
fairy, which you don't know. You don't know if the show's going to go there. But as is, you know, there is some love affair in the story. Uh, this dude, Sky, and then his homie are, like, in love with these girls. Sky's in love with Bloom for a moment, and then Stella's, Stella Cox block him a little bit. And then his homie it likes Beatrix, and they're like the two bad, the two rebels of the school. Um, and then Beatrix and Bloom try to like do some shady shit at the school. They find out about Rosalind, and they try to go free her. And then the, the teacher at the or the principal of the school is like, she wasn't having it. She was not having it at all. She was like, nah. So she binds. Beatrix with these things that cancels her magic at her wrist, and they're like, and I, that's why I said there's there's several things that would lead you to believe that there is some sort of dark magic afoot in the in the universe. They just haven't touched on it yet. Um, and then, you know, the burned ones, you know, supposedly there was only one or two out there, but then there turns out to be like a whole shitload of them, like. And because they're attacking the school, they set this lady, Rosalind, free. And her backstory is she wiped out, like, an entire city of people using the burned ones as a catalyst to do it. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to kill out all the burned people, the burned ones. But it turns to find out that there was another rival, I think, magic. I think they said it was either witches. It could be witches or it could be human with magic. They were gonna, but she went and wiped out like everything. And then they said that there was possible for people to combine magics. Uh, which I don't know what her magic is. And I don't know what the headmistress head said. You know, I don't know what her magic was either. I think she, she had a little bit of light magic or as well. But I'm going to be certain. But anyways, it boils down to these burned ones start gathering in mass at, like, the school. And they're, they're coming to kill. They want Bloom. Because Bloom is supposed to be one of the more powerful fairies. And it comes to find out that she probably was the fairy that was taken from them. Like, that's how she became the changing. They, sw- they swapped her at birth with the people at Earth. And... That's just what happened, like, you know, they were like, oh, so I kind of, I kind of got that, but they, they gather at the school, and they want Bloom, they're trying to get to Bloom, and Rosalind helps her unlock some, like, secret ultra hidden superpower that she has, and you come to find out Rosalind is just a shade, too, um, she fucking is like absorbing. She's recharging her magic. She's supposed she was supposed to have died 16 years ago, and she didn't. And they set her free, and for good cause, because um, she's why she her story. She might actually be my favorite character, even though she was only in it for like an episode and a half. <laughs> but I think she's gonna turn out to be a proper villain. Uh, but then again, she. Okay, so I got I got cut off from the phone call, but let me wrap this up and chat about it for another five or ten minutes or so. So, Ro- I think her name is Rosalind. Let me let me go to Google see what Google says real quick. Her name is okay. Aisha controls the water. I'm looking at everybody's. 
names. Uh, oh, I can't find her. She's not on. Oh, yeah, it is Rosalind. Rosalind is... Rosalind might turn out to be a proper, proper villain. And I think... She comes off as a total bad motherfucker, bro. Like... I, I wish the people who made the show... I wish totally, totally... I totally wish... That they just gave her just a little bit more, man. I was like, oh, bro, like the last in the last episode is where she really shined, and she really, uh, to me, she dominated like the entire last thirty minutes of this fucking series. Like that, the series turned on its head. It within the last five minutes, the series was going one way, and I think it's doing a whole one eighty. It like it got completely spun around, and it's in part because of her character is so well written. At the last second, man, I also I was like, "Fuck!" Like, you know. And uh, yeah, it just you know, she's gonna be the. Hopefully, she turns into the ultimate bad villain. That's all I was like, "Fuck, man!" Hopefully, hopefully, you know. But overall, I think the series was really good. You know. Um, she ends up killing the headmistress that is. She snaps her neck. She pretty much tells her, like, who can fuck with her. Uh, they have, they arrest the dude. Sky's father comes back from the dead, which he never died. I mean, there's, like, there's so much that happens in the last... But Bloom, Stella, Aisha, Musa, and Tara all become, like, the Spice Girls fucking... You know, club and and but they they're walking into because they were they took it they took some time to go to Bloom's parents' house and you know and Bloom wanted to talk to them and tell them some stuff and they just you know oh the series is so fucking good man so good I loved it yeah it's so it's so good man I mean. Beatrix teams up with Rosalind, which teams up with uh, Sky's homie, which I don't know his name at the top of my head. And I could look at the cast, but I mean, he didn't really have much bearing on this, on the episode. Other than, I think he's going to become Sky's rival, which I think Beatrix is going to become either, either Stella or or Blooms or the whole squad's rival. Like that's how I think they're going to end up rivaling now. And then the other schools, Scalera, I think Scalera. Uh, they're on, they back Rosalind, so, it's the mountain of, the obstacles that the, the Winxes are now gonna have to face, it's just, it's just, it's incredible, it's daunting now, because Rosalind is a total badass, coupled with Beatrix can do wonders by herself, she controls air, I believe. Um, and then the Solaris school, which actually the mom is the mom of Stella. She's the queen and Stella is the princess, but she's like light years away from what, what she's capable of. And, and actually the, the queen is, I think it's Solera, Scalera kingdom or whatever. They control a massive army as well. And, like all of this was talked about in the show. And I would like, I wish... Like this one with as well as barbarians. This one was just 
enough to get your fucking your your fucking toe your toes wet and you're just snatched in and then you're like oh fuck they pulled the plug already like like damn it like you know but I could see the matchups and the and the light magic I want to they're making bloom out to be this powerful ass fairy but the light magic is not to be trifled with the light magic can distort reality like and 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 also I believe and not teleportation but perhaps like I don't know how to describe it where like they may, they can make holograms but they don't even have to be in the same room because the the queen was talking to the headmistress at first and like or she was talking to her at one point in the show and she wasn't even there she just like a hologram of her was there and I was like fuck that's an extension of her magic her like the queen's the queen of Solera Scalera's kingdom is like fucking powerful at more powerful than Bloom because how could Bloom hit her with any sort of magic uh, doesn't matter how powerful the fire is if she can't fucking be even in the same fucking vicinity. Let alone you have to physically see the light, and at top of that, the, the light is so powerful you could blind the motherfucker. Like that's how I know this this light magic. And but Stella's so far away from that. Bloom propped up to be like the number one. Ranking elf, probably or elf fairy in the school right now, just based off of her sheer power alone. Um, but she can get canceled out by Aisha, and I'm that's why I kind of feel like this show is going to take several turns. Hopefully, in the next season, um, don't know when it's coming out, but overall, I liked it. I, you know, I liked it. I, I don't know, I, I liked it. It's kind of corny, it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of you know, your basic like teenage drama but I mean it was kind of cool at the same time I was like oh you know what a show liked it liked it a lot I don't know what else to say about it man I mean like I gave it like a I saw it like 8 out of 10 I gave it 8 eight stars out of 10 motherfucker like it was that good it was just a refreshing take on on like magic and shit and then that wasn't overall I don't know like I said I don't know why I was rated MA um, but I thought they they executed some things very well in that show. Like, the villain is fucking there. Like, now going forward, it's like, bruh, they didn't kill this villain off like they did in The Order. And then season two was kind of villain, villainless, villainless, per se. Uh, and this one is the, the villain. I don't know how they're going to topple her down. Like, it, it's like. She controls the school. She controls the fairies and what they can do. She controls an army. She fucking has Beatrix. And she's powerful. And she can she knows how to combine magic. And she knows about a war that's coming. Like, damn. Rosalind is the entire villain all into one. And there's other villains in the show. It's like, shit. Like, who knows, man? Who knows? But anyways, go watch Fake. The Wing Saga, I liked it. Maybe you like it too, maybe not. I don't care. Um, but that's it for this episode. I guess we'll talk about the Super Bowl, maybe some other shit next episode, and um, we'll see how that goes. 
on the next episode. Uh, currently, what am I trying to watch? Trying to watch JoJo. So maybe I'll finish JoJo. We'll talk about that one. Diamond is Unbreakable or whatever. Um, and then maybe I want to touch a little bit on Black Black Clover a little bit because I'm like constantly blown away by what that show is doing. Um, but that's it for this, guys. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.